This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Um, we're going to get back to business now. We've got uh, Peter Schweitzer, president of the Government Accountability Institute, and he has an important new book out. It's called Red-Handed. How American Elites Get Rich Helping China. This is an incredibly important subject. Uh, Peter, uh, welcome back. Thank you for this. Great to be with you, Larry. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, I have not read the book yet, um, but uh, I read carefully uh, your article on it, how the big tech elites are helping China achieve global supremacy. Um, I want to start with Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, who... You know, I, I think it's a very duplicitous guy just in general terms. But in all of these cases, Peter, what blows my mind is how these tech people, these are smart people, how they can uh, not understand that their relationships with China are helping the Chinese military, the Chinese Communist Party dictatorship, and why China is not America's friend, but China is America's enemy. How can they not understand that? Well, it's a great question, Larry. Uh, I think part of it is, at least for some of them, uh, money uh, is, is a huge uh, motivating factor. You'd think, you know, a guy like Bill Gates worth $100 million, why, why does he need more money? $100 um, billion. But I think $100 it, billion. Yeah, sorry, $100 billion, yes. Um, I mean, why does he need more money? But, yeah, the, the, the point is, is part of the motivation is money. But there's also in the tech space, I think, this sort of um, appreciation for uh, dictatorship. And you find that in their statements. I mean, these guys will make statements about how efficient the Chinese government is. Uh, guys like Elon Musk talk about how, because it's a dictatorship, it can be more responsive to the needs of the Chinese people. Um, I don't think these are dumb individuals. I think they're, they're technically smart. But I think they also understand the world. But they believe that they can, um, in a sense, overcome that. Uh, so you mentioned Mark Zuckerberg. Um, classic story about Mark Zuckerberg in the book that I think explains kind of how this works. Um, the chief propagandist for the Chinese Communist Party uh, goes and visits Facebook in 2016. Zuckerberg takes him on the tour of the entire uh, headquarters. They go back to Zuckerberg's office. Um, the propagandist sits in Zuckerberg's chair, uh, and he looks over on the table, and he sees a familiar-looking 500-page book. It's familiar because the propagandists helped put it together. It's the collected speeches and statements of uh, President Xi of China. Um, and he picks it up, and he, and he goes to Mark Zuckerberg and says, oh, why do you have this here? And Zuckerberg says, well, I'm reading it, and I'm asking all senior management read it, to read it because I want them to understand uh, socialism with Chinese characteristics. Now, is Mark Zuckerberg a communist? No. But there clearly is, I think, a desire to sort of bridge the gap between the messy representative government of the United States and the autocratic regime of China. You know, Peter, I can tell you honestly, straightforwardly, I'm happy to take a lie detector test. I do not have the writings of Xi 
by my bedtime table. Okay, I promise you, my friend. <laughs> but but I <laughs> but I will say this: um, in the Trump administration, we knocked Huawei out because yeah. you know we fought Robert O'Brien, myself, uh, Mnuchin. Look, Trump was the leader. Trump was very very hawkish on this, and Trump rang the bell about the threat from from China. But I think um, getting Huawei out, getting them out of 5G, we did get them out of a lot of foreign countries, too. Not everybody, but a lot of them. So there's a and I think the American public, you know, understands what you're saying here and are very skeptical. What? Uh, let me go into the Google story with artificial intelligence. Artific- AI is a very important, you know, future technology uh, make everything faster, uh, computations become just in exponentially faster, and it's a very important part of the future. Now, I, I don't know whether we're ahead of China or not, but Google is working with China, and um, th- that's most disturbing. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, President Xi himself has said that whoever controls uh, AI, who becomes the dominant player in AI, will achieve what he calls the commanding heights in the global competition. Um, that's, so that's pretty significant. And the problem is, I think the United States can outcompete anyone, but when you've got Google funding and supporting two research laboratories in China um, that are working on AI that are linked to the Chinese military, when you've got Microsoft doing the same thing at another facility, and when you've got Microsoft actually accepting interns from the People's Liberation Army, you have a problem. And, and again, I think these tech executives know this. I think they don't care. Uh, I've got a story in the book about how uh, Google and Facebook in 2016 uh, wanted to take this cable, and they wanted to stretch it from Hong Kong under the sea all the way to San Francisco, the Pacific Light Cable. They hire a Chinese contractor who's, of course, linked to the military to set it up, and they go on building this thing. The Trump administration finds out about it. The FBI and the Department of Justice says, wait a minute, you can't do this. This will create, quote, unquote, unprecedented opportunities for Chinese espionage. Right. Uh, and, they stop, and they stop the project. Does Facebook and Google not know that? Of course they do. They're, they're, they're smarter technologically than anybody in the FBI. But they proceeded with a project because generally they don't care. They don't see themselves oftentimes as American companies or ne- necessarily even American citizens. Uh, they, are, they are leaders and tech titans of the globe. Um, and they just don't see China as a threat. Yeah, well, I'm proud of Trump for that. I remember that very, very well. And we did put our foot down. You know, we... Um, U.S. government has enormous powers for export controls, but also import investments. I mean, we have the uh, Committee on Foreign International Investment, CFIUS it's called. Uh, I sat on that committee, I might add, when I was in office. And I think we just have to keep tightening and tightening and tightening these requirements. And I also think we have to tighten further our export controls. Uh, If these techie guys you know, can't do it on their own because they have no common horse sense, then um, the government's going to have to act. This is a matter of great national security. I mean, look at Peter. Um, Every Chinese company 
that people do business with, Americans, is really effectively an instrumentality of the Chinese Communist Party. Every yeah. one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, whatever they call themselves, the, the Chinese government has a call on everything they do and all the information that they have. That's right. And, and when you look at companies like uh, Tesla, for example, they, of course, uh, have now a major manufacturing facility in China built by the Chinese government. They're going to be shifting their design studios there. When they set up that shop there, Tesla China was required to declare in its corporate documents uh, that its purpose is to serve the interests of the Chinese state. Mm. Um, that is what all companies are required to do. And I agree with you on technology. What Beijing wants is they want unfettered access as much as possible to our technology, and they want unfettered access to our capital markets. Um, With those two things, they believe in a competition with us, they are going to win. And I think they probably are uh, because they've got some advantages. We have advantages, but we're giving the advantages away. Uh, And listen, President Xi has said his goal is to supplant the United States as the convening superpower in the world, uh, and he wants to use technology, in his words, as a quote-unquote national weapon. Uh, yeah. And we need to wake up. The elites are not going to do it. We need to hold them accountable, and I agree. We need an administration that's going to aggressively adopt an agenda to prevent them uh, from surpassing us. Yeah, I mean, it's it's stopping Chinese investment here and also – slapping export controls on our companies to what they can sell to China. You know, Peter Schweitzer, the other point I was thinking about, uh, this is something Robert O'Brien, he was the national security advisor. He and I, we really put the clamps on investing in Chinese companies. Uh, We stopped the federal retirement thrift system, you know, thrift saving system, whatever it's called, from investing in Chinese companies. Um, for two reasons. One was the national security points that you are making. The other one, Peter, is these Chinese companies do not meet our investment standards. In other words, their books are phony, and they don't provide investors with correct information, and they don't invite investors with any backups. They, you know, We have accounting firms that audit them, but they don't really audit them in China because the Chinese don't give them any information. So there's an investor protection angle to this. And by the by, Chinese companies have performed very poorly, I might add. They're lousy investments. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. And the Trump administration uh, made some great inroads there. It's a problem with investing on these, uh, uh, you know, on on, uh, public markets like the New York Stock Exchange. It's also a problem with private investment. Um, yes. You know, we've got uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. They invested in a, a company called BYD. Uh, one of the things BYD uh, does is develop technologies uh, to uh, help, help uh, increase the accuracy of Chinese missiles. Um, you know, th- this is a this is a direct example of supporting the military. And I agree with you in terms of transparency. Uh, big financial firms like BlackRock and Blackstone, uh, they are looking the other way. There was a vote in 2017. The Chinese government wanted all companies listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange to put in their corporate charter that the Chinese Communist Party had ultimate decision-making authority in the company. They want it formalized in law. 
Big investment firms like Vanguard said no way. They voted against it. BlackRock voted in favor of it, mm-hmm. saying we don't have a problem with this. And that that is an enormous problem. So we need on Wall Street uh, uh, executives to wake up, and we need to hold them to account if they're not going to do the right thing. Yes, amen to all that. Well, another great, timely book. The name of the book, folks, is Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China, written by the great Peter Schweitzer. Peter, thank you for your time. We will talk much more about this. 